This is a Soulfire production. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited because today is the 500th podcast episode. I cannot believe it's already been 500 episodes. It's so, so wild to me. And I wanted to do something special for today's show. So we did a live recording. So I'm here with all of these beautiful faces and I'm really excited because we can actually talk back and forth now. And I wanted to open up the space for anybody to just ask questions for us to have a collaborative conversation and just have fun celebrating because, you know, through the last six years of podcasting through these 500 episodes, even though I'm talking, you know, to myself in the moment, I'm, I'm to me, it's the community piece that has made me want to continue this and the conversations that come after that and the community that we have built. And I know everybody listening kind of came in at, at a different time, but I know a lot of you have actually been listening to the show since I was what, 19 or 20 and in college in my, in my apartment, on my apartment floor with my roommates talking about who knows what, (laughs) and uh, been with me through all of the different iterations If you are newer to the show, my podcast was first named actually adultish and it was supposed to be all about college life and, uh, that liminal stage in between, you know, being like a teenager to being an adult. And you're like, am I really an adult? What's going on here? That's when I fell in love with podcasts when I was in college and I learned so much. And I felt like there wasn't really much for people my age. Everything I was listening to were really for people who were like in their thirties, business health. So I wanted to create something, uh, kind of in between. And then I started my business and then we shifted to wellness realness, which is where I feel like we really, we really hit our stride with wellness realness. Uh, (laughs) And we were there for a while, wellness, health, nutrition, fitness, some of the woo. And then I went through my ego death and I was like, we need to, we, well, I wasn't like my spirit guides were like, you need to name it Christina, the channel and just go all in. So I changed the name of Christina, the channel. And here we are. Here we are. So many different iterations, 500 episodes, and I'm just so excited to be sharing this episode with all of you. And I'm very intrigued to hear what questions, comments, shares you have. Read the podcast. If you have been following me for a while, you probably know that I struggled with clinical depression and generalized anxiety disorder for much of my life. It was really debilitating and held me back from doing so many things. And I tried so many different (laughs) supplements and medications and uh, therapists approaches, so many different methods to get it under control. And a lot of it really just didn't work. And As an entrepreneur, when I started my own business, it brought on this whole other level of stressors. And one of the supplements I found years ago, early on in my business that completely changed my life was Ned CBD. And I know the CBD market is so saturated. And that's why at the beginning of using Ned, I I was skeptical and I got on a call with the founder and just blasted, blasted him with all of these questions and ended the call really impressed because the science was there. The sourcing was great. So I decided to try it out. And pretty soon after using Ned, I mean, it changed my whole life. I was able to fall asleep really easily, sleep through the whole night. My anxiety during the day was pretty much gone. 
I wasn't dealing with low mood anymore. My inflammation from autoimmune disease was gone and my hormones rebalanced and I was able to get my period back after it was missing for four years. Ned is USDA certified organic and these products are science-backed nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system, which offers functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and overall balance. And I want to talk about their incredible new product, which has been in development for over a year, Ned's De-Stress Blend. I'm obsessed with this. It's a one-to-one formula of CBD and CBG made from the world's purest full-spectrum hemp and features a botanical infusion of ashwagandha, cardamom, and cinnamon. And of course, it's certified organic. CBG is known as the mother of all cannabinoids because of how effective it is at combating anxiety and stress by inhibiting the reuptake of GABA, the neurotransmitter responsible for stress regulation. Then there's the ashwagandha, which is an amazing Ayurvedic adaptogen that enhances your body's resilience to stress, and the cardamom and cinnamon. The delicious taste of de-stress is thanks to the cinnamon and cardamom. Cinnamon is a really powerful prebiotic that helps your gut health, which we know supports our mental health, and the cardamom combats stress by helping reduce your blood pressure and cortisol levels. This combination is so powerful, I'm obsessed with it. So if you struggle with stress, get your hands on Ned's de-stress blend. If you want to give Ned a try, Christina, the channel listeners get 15% off Ned products with code Christina. So visit helloned.com slash Christina to get access. You can go to helloned, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 15% off. And as always, I would like to thank Ned for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. Let's go ahead and just open it up. Who wants to be brave enough to start the conversation? Caitlin, I knew you were going to talk. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. Okay, I want to know the most awkward and or embarrassing moment you've ever had either alone podcasting or especially with a guest. Yeah. Uh, the most, I know exactly what it was. Um, it was an episode that I never aired. I, there haven't been that many episodes that I haven't aired. Actually, there, there are two that are coming to mind and they're all the episodes that I haven't aired. I think there's maybe been like maybe four episodes that haven't been aired. And one was with this doctor who a friend had connected me with and she like she's a naturopath and she works a lot with gut health. And I think she just thought I didn't know my shit, you know, like she had no idea that what I I'm like, this is also my specialty. I'm not a doctor, but at the time I was working as an NTP and I was specializing in gut issues. And, um, I, you know, I knew what I was talking about <laughs> and I, I was asking her challenging questions and she was a little upset and basically upset that I was like challenging her position. And I was like, cause she was basically, I mean, one of the things was with, with the elemental diet and she's a big fan of the elemental diet. And I said, have you ever seen with their clients after they go on the elemental diet, when they come off, they have trouble reintroducing food. Like they have trouble digesting again. I said, because I've had a lot of clients who come to me after having been on the elemental diet multiple times and something they deal with long-term is they can't digest again. And so we have to do a lot of work to get them to digest again. So have you seen that? And like, what's going on there? And she just lost it. She lost it. She was very upset, whatever. And there are a few different things, like even with probiotics, like I was kind of pushing back and I was like, well, have you seen this research around X, Y, Z, whatever. 
And so I ended up cutting the interview after like 20 minutes, I closed it out. Um, and then she sent me an email right after. And she said, please do not air that interview. I was like, I truly was not going to. <laughs> um, so that was pretty awkward. Another one was, it was another, it was another doctor who another friend referred me to, and he was there to promote his, like, it was like a non-toxic skincare line. And it was a live recording. And so he was, he was over at my place with my other friend who had introduced us. And I don't really know how we got on this topic, but he basically was telling me that celiac disease isn't real. Obviously I took personal offense to this <laughs> and I was like, Oh, do you want me to like pull up the science? Like I'm, I'm happy to, it's for sure real. Um, <laughs> like celiac disease is for sure real. Um, and we went back and forth. And the thing is that I found that especially men, especially men who come on my podcast, they either love that I'm feisty and I'll go back and forth or they really hate it. Right. They really hate being challenged. And he was, it's, it's, it's usually more the former for people who kind of get in my ecosystem. Right. But he was very like upset. It was back and forth, whatever. And he, it didn't make him look that great. Um, and there are multiple things that he was bringing up and I was bringing up different, like more recent research articles. This is when, you know, I was still in my, I'm obsessed with PubMed energy. Uh, and I, I was bringing it up and he, he just wasn't happy. Uh, so then after that, he was like, please don't air that. And I was like, I won't, <laughs> uh, because I mean, I don't want to air something that doesn't, that doesn't, you know, represent someone well, like my goal is to always pull out the best, but I'm also not, it's like this balance for me between, I want people to share their opinions, but also if somebody says something where I'm just like hard, no, for me personally, I'm going to bring it up. Like I, that the point is to have the hard conversations because this is how I am in my life, you know, and everybody here, like some of you have been in more intimate settings with me, you know, that's like my personality, right? Like, I don't think anything's taboo or off limits. I'm, I'm like, I mean, I'm a type eight, right? <laughs> I'm a type eight Enneagram. So I like to challenge and that's how I learn because if I'm like, wait, I very much am on the other page. I want to push because if I, if there's something I can learn there, like I need to push. Right. Um, so that I can learn if there's something I'm missing. So those are probably been the most awkward. There was one other one that I did air, but I just cut this part out where she just started crying in the middle of it. Um, she just started crying because she was nervous and I felt really bad. I was like, we can cut this out. Like you're doing, she was doing so well, like, but it was like, she was just really nervous. She was doing really well. And it came out of nowhere. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I just like, I'm so nervous. Um, and so that was, I mean, kind of awkward, but not really, you know, like I cut it out, but that one like took me by surprise because she was like on this roll, like doing so well, I'm like intrigued. And all of a sudden she stopped and just burst out crying. Um, so there was that as well, but that wasn't a big issue. We just cut that part out, gave her a little pep talk. She got right straight to it. And I bet none of you even noticed, did you? Uh, <laughs> so those are, I think those are probably the most awkward. I'm trying to think personally, I'm not sure I have like awkward moments, like by myself necessarily. I mean, I'm just kind of always awkward, which is, so it's normal. So it's just all normal <laughs> to me. <laughs> Good question. I hope that's satisfactory. I wish I had something juicier, but usually it's pretty chill. But I do wish that more people could see like, 
like behind the scenes. And I think about all of the, like some really incredible conversations I've had, especially when, whenever our podcasts can be in person, I try and make it in person. Cause it's just such a different dynamic and people who are used to podcasting, they understand like, let's not talk until we get on air. And then let's just like hash it all out on air and get to know each other on air. And it's so much more interesting but people who are newer to podcasting or haven't been on as many shows, they usually want to like have this buffer of getting to know each other. And I'm sitting there like, we need to have this on the, on air because this is so good. Like, this is so good, you know? So, um, I, I, there's, there are so many moments where I wish people could see kind of behind, behind the scenes, uh, of those really juicy, beautiful conversations before and after. And then also on the other side of it, to be honest, podcasting built a lot of confidence for me. And it kind of, a, I mean, this isn't the best way, but you know, when I started my show and I'm like 19, 20, 21, I was in that place where I was comparing myself. I mean, I was comparing myself to people who had been in business for like 20 years longer than me, right? Here I am like, Oh my gosh, I should be there. And I had a lot of people on a pedestal. And through my podcast, I had these really amazing opportunities to connect with those people that I had on a pedestal, connect with those people that I had been listening to watching, reading. And in some ways that, I mean, that was so great in so many ways, but there were a number of people I met where the illusion was shattered. And I just realized like everyone's just a person, like everybody has their own stuff. Everybody has their own insecurities. A lot of people who I thought had these booming businesses, I would find out in talking to them, like, they're making zero money. And they're like, how, how are you monetizing this? And I'm like, Whoa, you have this whole brand, like this whole outward appearance and behind the scenes, it's just in shambles right? or people who act like they're happy all the time. And then you get them off air and they're a totally different personality. And that's been one of the, like, that was one of the bigger lessons for me earlier on, which is why I was, I'm really grateful. I was podcasting. And I also had that because, you know, at the time when I started, I was living in LA and I had a lot of the internships I had put me in positions where I was meeting a lot of like celebrities. Like I had this one job. I don't know if I've talked about this. I had this one job in fashion PR and it was literally where for the red carpet, celebrities would come in to rent dresses. So it was this place, with all these beautiful dresses. And these were like A-listers, like legit, like a-list celebrities coming in and I had to like get the dresses for them and help them find the right size. And I was like, holy shit, but you get to see people's personalities, you know? And that's when I started to realize like, oh, so many people are fake, (laughs) you know, or they're not fake, but I'm only just seeing one part of their life and everybody has their own insecurities. Everybody's just a person. They're all like, we, we all don't know what the hell we're doing half the time. Right. And so for me, that really even that like the playing field in a way, and it built a lot of confidence for me. And it also made it so when I did find people who were just so genuine, so authentic, like they became my close friends who you probably, you know, especially depending on how long you've listened to the show, you could probably catch on to who I really like latched on to who's like real deal, you know? Um, and that was one of the things, I mean, with mind pump, for example, like we got close really quickly because when we met, we were both like, Oh, you're real. <laughs> and it's something we talked about a lot of like, there are so many people cause they were doing a lot of podcast tours and living in LA had a lot of people coming, uh, with podcasting and just different, um, things between work and podcasting that I was events. I was going to and meeting a lot of people. And we talk about this a lot, how there it's crazy how many people have one personality like on social media or on air and then another off. I mean, but that's one of the things I love about podcasting is because you can kind of set up 
set the stage for a deep, real conversation. And I have had, I had one guest, I've had a couple, but one stands out where she's very used to like radio interviews and TV interviews. And she comes to my podcast. It's a very different style, right? Like I, I don't want your scripted answer that you're saying on good morning, America. You know, I, I want, like, I'm going to dig in there. And something I, I was touching on was her disordered eating past. And she got very uncomfortable. And afterwards she was like, wow, you really ask intense questions. And I was like, girl, this is podcasting. Like, no, know where you're coming. You know? And I was like, and if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. Right. But it's like, it's something you mentioned in your story. So of course I'm going to ask about it. You know, it wasn't like something I brought up out of nowhere. It was on her little like list, but she was like, no, one's asked me that on TV. I'm like, well, it's not TV, you know? And so, and that's one of the things I love about podcasting is, um, it kind of like, I can create the space to kind of force people to go deep. And that's where I feel the authentic connections come. And that's why I've met so many of my my closest friends through podcasting, whether that be interviewing them or just, I mean, if you listen to me, if you listen to me, if you've been listening to my show, you know me better than a lot of people who like think they know me in real life, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I kind of went on a tangent there, but wellness, realness. <laughs> Does that satisfy you, Caitlin? There we go. All right. Who wants to go next or anything follow up with that? Don't be shy. Jordan. Hello. Hello. Happy 500. Thank uh, you. I've got a follow up to that. So you mentioned, you know, some shattering paradigm moments. So what was either like the most surprising, like maybe you thought it was going to be challenging and it ended up going really well, or just a a interview or a guest that was just really surprising to you in some way, unexpected. Hmm. Surprising to me. I mean, the ones that I just described are certainly <laughs> surprising. I go into it always thinking that it's going to go well, right? Cause I want to create that reality. And I talked about this, I think with, on my episode with Mark Champagne, like I always ask myself, how do I want this person to leave? like leave feeling, you know, and I always set the intention. I'm like, this is going to be the best podcast episode they've ever recorded. Like they've ever done. I want to ask them questions they've never been asked before. And I want them to leave feeling expanded or, uh, to think, you know, to, to, to think about themselves more deeply. And what I'm looking for at the end of an episode is do they make that comment? you asked really good questions or I've never been asked that before. That for me is like my gold star, my A plus. And I would say I get that about 98% of the time. <laughs> so straight A students still, uh, but oh man, anything not going well or going better than the thing is, I, I wouldn't really have someone on my show if I don't think it's going to go well, you know, actually here's who I'm thinking about. Um, Jordan shallow. Do you guys remember that episode? <laughs> Dr. Jordan Shallow. So we were at, it was the Mind Pump podcast hard. And it was like, it's like me with all of these huge men who are like bodybuilders, like deep, deep, like power lifters. Right. Um, and Julie Bauer was there and, um, the, and Joy and Claire from Girls Gone Wad, but it was pretty, you know, and so they set up all the interviews and we're just kind of like showing up, like, and they put me with, with Jordan Shallow. And I was like, why, why? 
<laughs> and I was looking at his stuff beforehand and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to have anything in common with him. Like, I don't even know where this is going to go. And I was, that was probably the one I was, I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I'm like, what are we going to talk about? You know? And Adam did that on purpose. He's like, I want, he, he was like, I'm, I put you with Jordan. Cause I know you'll like, <laughs> you're a ball buster. essentially. <laughs> and I was like, well, let's, let's figure it out. You know, we didn't have like on the surface, it probably didn't seem like that there was, um, it was cohesive, but I got into that conversation and it is still to this day, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever recorded. Uh, I don't know where we went with that, but it was one of my favorite episodes ever. Uh, and I think, and that's, I was like, to me, that's one of my favorite things about podcasting. It's like, how can I make this interesting? How can I pull something out of this that feels unexpected, you know? And so, and I feel like that episode was a really good example of like, throw me, throw me in with anyone and we can have a good conversation and we can find more commonalities than not. And where we disagree, um, we can still disagree respectfully. And we left that conversation and we're like, yeah, we're buds now. Love it. You know, so I think that was probably one that stands out. And to this day with a lot of like my, my like male listeners, I've asked, I've asked some of the male listeners, like I like to, you know, I favorite them, no offense, but I'll ask, I'll be like, what are your favorite episodes? And people always bring up that one, the one with, uh, Dr. Jordan shallow. So that's, that's one. And that was one that was very unexpected. Um, I think another one, well, I wouldn't say it. It was not what I expected, but I was really excited to interview Julie. I was really excited to interview Julie, uh, because I had been following her blog forever. I was, just, I just loved her and I, I wanted to like, see what she was like in real life. And she does not disappoint. Right. And we talked for a long time. I think we have talked for almost two hours, but, and it was so, it was so fun. And after that we became friends and we were still friends. I mean, it's been, it's been really cool to see her as well. Like last time I saw her. Um, what was it, a couple months ago and, and she's like all into spirituality now, uh, which is so cool to see, you know, but we're just like very on the same wavelength. And that was when that was really fun for me because we covered everything and she was so, she was so like down for the conversation. And I don't know, I find, I have found with, a, with a lot of the like bigger bloggers, it was kind of like hit or miss, you know, podcasting isn't their medium for all of them. Right. Uh, and she's like so great conversationally and so great for podcasting and video, you know? So I found that with, especially when I was living in LA and at, during that time period, when a lot of like bloggers, like that's just not everybody's go-to medium, which is fine. And so some of them that it was harder to like get anything juicy out, you know, and so much of that is how open are you? Like, how willing are you to be honest, authentic, real on the show? And I try and like create a safe space, but not everybody, you know, wants to go deeper. Um, and I, I think with a lot, especially during that era, to be totally honest, that was like one of the, a big, like illusion shattering era for me with a lot of, because I was obsessed with like the whole blogger world, you know? Um, and a lot of, a lot of people are so real and authentic and amazing. And then there were some people that I was connecting with that, I don't know. It was like, they're like so shy in real life. I'm like, I can barely pull anything out of you. And I'm like, there's such a disconnect here, you know? And this is why I loved when Instagram stories started because that's when you could, you could like find out like, Oh, I'm hearing someone talk now. Like, who are you? I'm like, I've been obsessed with you for however many years. And all I see is what you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And for some reason, I think we're close because I know everything that you eat. 
but then you actually talk to somebody. I felt like Instagram stories was such a game changer. I mean, it's still my favorite part of the platform. Don't even get me started on Instagram, but because you can like, to me, hearing someone talk is like the critical thing. It's, it's the critical thing. You know, when I can tell, like, do I vibe with your, with your energy and just hearing someone's voice, you know? So yeah, th- those were, there were some, I don't want to like call anybody out, you know, obviously, but there were definitely some people I interviewed where I was like, this just was kind of weird. Like I just expected more or somebody who's like super peppy online. And they're just like kind of shy, like on the, on the podcast, I was like, okay, that's not what I expected. Um, but nothing like bad. I would say overall, I've loved every single episode I've put out. Like I wouldn't put it out if I didn't like it, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I think those are probably some of the, the moments that stand out. It's, it's funny. I was thinking before this, I was like, should I like prepare? Should I go through a list of all my guests just so I remember? And I'm like, no, because we all know if I plan anything, it blows up in my face. So I was like, I'm not going to do that, but it's been a lot of people. Like it's, it's a lot of people, right? 500 episodes. I mean, how many, how many of those are interviews? Like probably at least 350, right? That's like a lot of people that I've talked to. (laughs) Uh, And when I think about it like that, I'm like, like, whoa. Um, And I think it was really cool for me because I grew up on the show. You know, like I really grew up on the show. Um, and those were some of the, some of the most intense, like times of my life, some of the darkest times of my life that I was like very publicly sharing through and like letting people in on. And then you bring in the people who I've interviewed during that. And it's like a lot of them, like, like watched me grow up, you know, and, and saw those different iterations. And I think with all, you know, with all of us, it's like, you see people go through different phases and people, you know doing this with their career and then having kids and, you know, and then moving on to this. But I think there was a different vibe because when I started, I was pretty young compared to everybody else in the space at that time. You know, like when I first started my show, there weren't that many podcasts. So, and I was like the oddball out. And I think people were really drawn to me because I was just like this feisty little, you know, 20 year old. Uh, <laughs> they're like, Oh, <laughs> Oh, and everybody seemed to be very surprised when they met me, you know, which I, I like to surprise people always. So, um, I think that was a cool kind of like bonding thing. You know, people have really been there with me, like everybody who listened guests, like kind of like really seen those big, I mean, think about it, think about who you were from when you were 19 to when you were 25, think about who you were from when you're 20 to when you're 30, right? Like, I feel like those are really the, some big years where you're really shifting and changing, um, and going through like all of the awkward college shit, you know, and then into like early twenties and dating and mixing that up with all my health and wellness stuff. It's like, how do you go on a date when you're a girl on the potato diet? I mean, I did it right, (laughs) but I did it somehow. So like really bringing people in with that journey. Um, I, I, I'm really glad. I'm really glad I did. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, I've had so many moments where I'm thinking, was this a shitty idea? Like, (laughs) like, this is is a bad idea to, to be this open. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm going to die someday. So might as well have it, have it all on record. (laughs) So somebody can write a book about it. Uh, you know, so yeah, I think that's been really, really cool for me.
when it comes to supplements, remember that quality matters. And I am very particular about everything I put in my body because it all affects my vibration. And when it comes to supplements, I am so picky because I know that a lot of supplements stick sneaky ingredients, flavors, fillers, stuff we do not need in our bodies. And that is why I love Paleo Valley. All of their products are gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. These are whole food-based supplements. Now, one of the supplements that I take every single day is their Essential C Complex. This has been third-party lab tested as the most powerful 100% natural vitamin C product on the planet. It has three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Vitamin C is incredible for boosting your immune system. It has been shown to naturally boost energy and reduce fatigue. It helps to regulate your stress hormone cortisol, and it is great for your skin. Trust me, not all vitamin Cs are the same. I have tried so many of them because of all the different detox protocols I've been on in my life. And this is by far my favorite. Most other vitamin C supplements out there are derived from GMO corn and only contain a fraction of the vitamin, ascorbic acid. So if you take vitamin C, check it out. Is it just ascorbic acid? Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the whole spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C, just organic superfoods. And this is so much more bioavailable for your body you will feel the difference. Another one of my favorite supplements from Paleo Valley is their turmeric complex. This is something I think everybody should have in their supplement cabinet. I don't own Advil. I take turmeric and I love Paleo Valley's turmeric complex because unlike other similar products, they use all organic whole food ingredients. So you get each superfoods full spectrum of nutrients while avoiding the pesticides and herbicides that are so prevalent in our food system today. Most turmeric supplements out there only have one specific compound found in turmeric, curcumin. Turmeric in whole food form has been found to be more powerful than isolated curcumin, while also containing nearly 300 other beneficial components. Paleo Valley only uses organic whole food turmeric in their turmeric complex. It's amazing for fighting inflammation, supporting healthy joints, supporting brain health, immune health, cardiovascular health, protects against DNA damage. It is very easy for my body to get inflamed if I go quote unquote off track in any way with, with my diet or lifestyle because of my history with autoimmune disease. This is a game changer for me. And I use this instead of Advil. If I have any physical pain, if my skin is breaking out or if I have any inflammation of any sort, I always use this. So if you want to try out any of Paleo Valley's products or turmeric complex or essential C complex, their superfood bars, their grass-fed bone broth protein, so much good stuff. Just go to paleovalley.com and use my code Christina15 for 15% off. That's paleovalley.com. P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and my code Christina15, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A-1-5 will get you 15% off. Helen. Hi. Hi. And we have little Booker. We do. He's here. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, what's something this year that you are like either really excited for or maybe potentially, I know you don't really get nervous about a lot of things, but something that you're doing that makes you like nervous, excited. Yeah. I mean, I do get nervous. I just like, I'm like, I know I'm nervous and I'm still going to do it. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's more of just like, um, I don't get nervous usually for like podcast episodes, but things in my life, I definitely get nervous. I just don't really let it stop me. Um, so oh man, this next year, there's a lot. I feel like it's such a distinct shift 
in my, in my life, like this very clear, clear shift for me into, um, kind of another stage and focus with, with the business. And it felt like over the last couple of years, I had kind of been in like a deep permit mode, sort of like, which you might not seem like that. (laughs) I don't know. But for me personally, it just felt like a lot of like sorting my shit out personally, like personally. And it felt like this prep for a lot of expansion and a lot of shifts and where I want to go with the business or stepping into, like, I'm really excited about all these products we're working on and kind of like this sub brand and that, that we're, that we're moving into. And I'm, I'm nervous because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And it makes me feel, I mean, I, it's like back in beginner energy. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. And I felt kind of out of control with it of, I have to outsource a lot more and there's a lot more people involved. And I feel like the further it gets away from me, I am like, what's going on? Like, I like to be in control and I like to have things happen quickly. So that's one thing, just being a beginner there. And with the book, you know, it's like, it's very vulnerable. It's very vulnerable to put that out there. Um, it's vulnerable to put a book out there, let alone one where it's like, Hey, I mean, I, 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 I wrote it, but these are non, it's a non-physical being that, uh, these, these are the words from, you know, so it's a very vulnerable thing. And there are a lot of people in my life, not really in my life, but who have known me, right. Who I don't necessarily hang out with regularly, uh, who just kind of pretend like all the spiritual stuff I'm into doesn't exist. And that's fine. I don't really care. Like, uh, but it's like front and center now, (laughs) you know, like, hi, (laughs) Uh, it's in a book that anybody can have access to. And that feels very vulnerable, you know? So it feels like this next level of vulnerability. And I am really excited about and nervous about, I have been really guided to do a lot, like go back to blogging and like basically share all, (laughs) all of my, uh, very personal stuff. And that is something that I've been battling with. And I've had that guidance for some time now, and I just keep putting it off. And I've been, especially the last few weeks, like reflecting, like, why am I procrastinating on this? Because the thought of going back to that feels like my roots. It feels like my roots feels like what I'm good at writing. It makes me feel like I'm at home really. And, and I was really excited about it. And then I was like, I'm so nervous to get back into this. Um, because I think I had, I mean, I had a lot of like different types of trauma, I'll say from how much I shared before. Um, and so my body is like, don't go back there, you know? Um, but I'm different now and I'm, uh, have thicker skin and I'm also, I don't know, prepared, I guess. So I'm really excited to kind of get back into that and share the really juicy stuff and, uh, do more vlogging and things like that. And it's something that I mean, if you've been in, like, if anybody who was like in one of the first rounds of biz school knows a bit, but it's like, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. We always joke all my friends, like your life is written by Shonda Rhimes. Like it's insane. And Rachel Barber and I always talk about this as well. Like the things that happen are really wild, like really wild. And I've been writing all of it down, but I want to share more of it real time as it's going on because, and Helen, you and I were kind of talking kind of talking about this, but it's like, here's the thing. And part of why I'm confident with this, I was talking about this in the the Ahai training the other night too. Like people can act like woo woo stuff is weird, but I don't know anybody that hasn't had a spiritual experience. People are just too afraid to share it. 
they, they think they're going to get judged. They don't have anybody to talk about it with. Right. And so if I have to be the first one to be like, here's the weird shit that's happening to me, I will do it, you know, because that opens a space for, for other people to be like, oh, wait, I'm not crazy. Right. I'm not, I'm not alone. And this is going to happen more and more and more, uh, as people are just spontaneously waking up and having these like really weird things happening. Uh, and so I feel like, I know part of why I'm here is to very much put myself out there and share that first. So people can be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not by myself, you know, and I've been in that position too. I'm like, are other, is this happening? Other, is this the thing? Like what's going on? Uh, so I'm definitely nervous, excited about that. I'm nervous, excited about like, I mean, it feels like for me, I kind of stopped this whole, like how I was making all my money before. And then I'm like stepping into this whole new leg with business. So that's kind of, I mean, that's nervous, exciting. Yeah. I think those are the big, those are the big things. I'm really excited about this next year. I'm really excited about this next year. And I'm kind of nervous for all of it. Cause I, in some ways I know what's going to happen. And in some ways I'm like, honestly, every day I can't keep up with, I mean, is anybody else feeling that, especially right now with this portal? I'm like every single day, I, the messages people send me, the things that happen, I'm like, is this a dream? Like this can't be real. This is too crazy. And those synchronicities. So I'm having a lot of that. And I feel like this whole year is going to be kind of like that. And it's my seven year. So it's my spirit. It's my spiritual year. Um, I'm a life past seven in my seven year. So I know this year is going to be very deeply spiritual and awakening and next level. And I think about the experiences I've already have had, and I'm like, what the hell, what the hell are we going to do? <laughs> like, like, where, where are you going to push me? So I feel like I'm really going to be pushed. I'm really going to be pushed a lot this year and I'm excited for it. And I think I'm going to really push to next levels of vulnerability and letting myself be supported and really asking for what I need and like letting people help me out <laughs> personally. So I think I'm just going to be really kind of pushed in those ways. So I'm, I'm very excited, but I'm definitely nervous for, I don't know. It just feels like putting myself out there in a whole, a whole other way. And it takes a lot for me to be, to feel vulnerable. And I've definitely felt very vulnerable in the last few months. I'm not used to feeling that way <laughs> despite like so many very embarrassing things being out there on the internet. I am so excited to announce that my new book, Manifestation Mastery, How to Shift Your Reality and Co-Create with the Universe is officially available for purchase right now. This book is a really comprehensive guide to manifestation and how the energetics of attraction really work. It is the perfect resource if you are ready to really learn how to raise your frequency, become truly magnetic, and make manifestation your lifestyle. If you really want to understand how manifestation works, I highly recommend checking out this book. The book is a completely channeled text and is super activating. So only get your hands on it if you are ready to truly shift your life. As always, I am so grateful for all of your support during this launch. The way that this community has supported me, it truly, truly means the world. And I really couldn't have done this without you. So thank you so much for that. 
And as an extra thank you for anybody who leaves a review for the book on Amazon, you can submit that at manifestationmasterybook.com and get a free bonus chapter that goes along with the book that no one else has access to. So if you want to be one of the first people to get your hands on this book, Manifestation Mastery, and if you want that free bonus chapter, just head to manifestationmasterybook.com and you can find all of the information there. You can head straight to Amazon to find the book as well. When you get it, be sure to tag me on social media at Christina the channel so that I can see that you're reading it. I can see which parts you are loving and I can repost you and say thank you so much for supporting me with this book. And if it does resonate with you, tell everybody you know. Let's spread the love. Let's spread the high vibes, all of the manifestation magic. That is my goal with this book. So again, all information you can find at manifestationmasterybook.com. And I can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Natalie. Hello. Lovely to Hi. see you. Hi. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask, so like when, um, like for me, I think a lot of people like leak a lot of energy through social media and stuff. And I'm just in the process of like going out and wanting to like start on my own. I'm interested to know how did you find that in the first instance, like stepping out there, like in front of everyone because I don't very sh I don't share a lot on social media at all I like to be quite private so mm -hmm. yeah I'm interested to know how you found that at first and then how you dealt with that like ongoing because I know that you share a lot so how do you keep something for yourself as well yeah I think this is really individual and and to be honest my, I mean, the way I view it is you really have to do what's authentic for you. Like it's very authentic for me to be an overshare. I mean, anybody who knows me, it's like, I'm just, I've always been an overshare. Uh, so it's a very natural thing for me. And to me, it felt like the authentic thing felt like overly sharing my life. Like, and I've always been like that, but there are some people who just aren't built that way. Right. There are some people who, like, I was just talking about this with my friend, Caitlin, who's a numerologist, she's like, you have a lot of, like a lot of these parts of your numerology. You're the type of person that's deeply like private, but then you have this whole side. That's like, no, you have to like share, like vomit everything, like share everything. And the thing is like, not everybody's built to overshare. And like, I actually don't think that's a smart idea. Um, for a lot of people, it's about like, what's authentic for you. And, and for me, I just don't know any other way, but the thing is like, with what you share, I always like, it's like, why, why am I sharing this right now? You know, and there are so many things in my life that, I mean, I think I share a lot, but like, I really only share like 5% of what's going on <laughs> ever because I still have my personal life and no one's entitled to know what's going on. Like no one's entitled. And whenever I'm sharing something, I'm asking why, you know, what's my intention behind this. And for me, my intention, usually when I, well, whenever I'm sharing something personal, it's because it's like a, it's an example. Like it's, it's an example of like a teachable one of like, Hey, I'm going through this. Like, so if anybody's reading this and they're feeling this too, or they've struggling here too, this is what worked for me essentially. Right. Or like, you're not alone in this. Right. So, but if I have something to share just to say, and I'm like, is this going to be in service? And it's really not then I don't need to say it. And there are definitely things in my life that I go through all the time where I'm like, people don't need to be involved. Like I was just talking to a friend about this the other day, she was going through something pretty intense. And she's like, I feel like I should call everybody in, in our friend group so that everybody knows. And I'm like, no, I'm like, th they can find out later. You're in the middle of it and you need to like sit with it and let yourself process and feel it for yourself. 
And we can be so busy. Well, what is everybody else going to think? It's like, this is your, like you, like your time, you know? And I very much did that when I was, when things were opening up very intensely for me spiritually, I very much went inward and I didn't share a lot of what was going on because I was processing it for myself. And I certainly did not need anybody else's opinion. And when I first kind of like, when I was first in health and wellness, a lot of people wanted to give me their opinions all the time. Uh, and I was like, I just, I just don't want them, you know? And so I had to learn to set boundaries to be very clear. And I will straight up say, I will straight up say to people like, Hey, I'm sharing this and I don't need an opinion. Like I'm not, I'm not sharing this for an opinion. I think this is something very interesting that people do not understand. I've had this conversation with so many people just in life. If someone's sharing something with you, that does not mean that they want your opinion. It doesn't, but people just assume that it does. Like, and I, I don't want to sound harsh, but it, it, so it's like, it's like, thank you for sharing that with me. Like, are you looking for, are you looking for me just to listen? Or are you looking for some advice, you know? Or I think about like, you know, especially with health stuff this is where it really showed up for me and I, w- working with clients, like they would bring this up. It's like, I feel like I want support, like emotional support. And I want to share what's going on with my life. But if I share everybody's, you know, trying to be my doctor in my ear. And it's like, I, I, I got it. Like, trust me, I'm paying, I'm paying for plenty of help. I have my protocol, right. And everybody likes to be in everybody's ear and people are coming from a good place, but we have to ask like, why, why am I giving my opinion? Right. And I've kind of had to learn like, like, well, kind of not kind of, I have had to learn. I can't control what other people do. I I just can't. So I can't control if everybody wants to get, to give their opinion about what, what I'm saying, but I can control how I respond and how I show up. And I can make it very clear why I'm sharing something. And I can also set up my boundaries so they can or cannot share their opinion. Right. So if I want to turn comments off, I could. Um, but I think that it's something to really think about. Like for me, I think about what feels authentic for me. What do I want to be in five years? What's the point of sharing all this stuff? Because I would say, honestly, for most people, just with like people, tuning into businesses and talking for most people sharing a lot of their life publicly, like is probably not the best move. (laughs) It's not necessary. Right. So it's like, why am I sharing this? Is it, especially within a business context, it's like, there should be like a moment. Right. And there are things in our lives like that I think should be kept for, for ourselves. Right. I have so many sacred moments in my life where I'm like, nobody, nobody needs to know. Like it it is a sacred experience for me. Right. And like, I, I just want it for me. Right. So I kind of, anything I share, I know somebody could say something, but I also hold an energy now, which I didn't earlier on. I hold an energy now. That's kind of like, don't come at me. Right. (laughs) Like don't come at me. Um, and I didn't the first go around, which I think was kind of why I got a lot of people's opinions And it was more dramatic for me because I got like, with a lot of my health issues and what I was talking about, I got some like bigger media. Um, I got some bigger media. And so I was, I felt very like on display. It wasn't just like me on my Instagram account. You know, it was like big media outlets, um, writing articles about me and doing videos about me. And so that was like a lot when I'm already going through like essentially fighting for my life with chronic illness and losing all my friends. And, you know, I like, I was like, it was too much for me. And so that was a very like abnormal experience. And for most people, I would say like a lot of my business clients, they're like very nervous to share. And it's like, 
Well, let's like look at the reality of what you're sharing. <laughs> hey, like, is it that what's the reality of what you're sharing? And is it that intense? Are people really going to judge you? You know, and a lot of times we live in this like all or nothing mindset, you know, with sharing things. And it's like, you don't have to share anything if, if you don't want to. And so what's the purpose behind it? It's not like you have to share all of your life or none of it, you know? Um, and especially with business, like you don't have to share any, if you, if you don't want, I, there's this, uh, what's her name? She owns this brand called fascinate. And her whole thing is like, this is the psychology of in marketing. What's your superpower? Like what's your vibe? And for some people, it's like the creative, the innovator, the oversharer, essentially. I don't know what term she uses. Then there's the mysterious person. There's like these different archetypes and it's like a personality quiz essentially. And then breaks down like, what's your superpower? And we were talking about this in one of the masterminds I was in. And a lot of them were saying like one of their main archetypes was like mysterious. And so for the, and these are all people who in their business, they're like, yeah, nobody knows any, I don't post anything about my personal life because nobody needs to know anything. Right. And that really works for them because that's authentic to who they are and keeping that mystery, um, is actually better for them. For somebody like me, for somebody like me, uh, it works better if I'm just like, well, <laughs> word vomiting, to be honest. But for a lot of people that that doesn't work and, and you don't have you don't have to do that. You don't have to do anything, you know, but I think it's, it's helpful to go into some of these fears of like, where am I in my head deciding that like, I'm going to put out one thing that's like, I don't know, I eat animal products. And in my head, I'm building this story that the entire world is going to come after me. Right. <laughs> and hate me. And it's like, Whoa, we are not, we're not in reality right now. Right. Cause and so much of what we're going to attract is what we expect. So if I expect people to come at me about something, it's what I'm going to attract in. Um, and so I had to do a lot of rewiring around that. And I started being really, really clear with my boundaries in my personal life, which then bled over into like my business. And I have no problem, like blocking people, restricting people. Like if you're in my ecosystem, like this is my house, like get out if you're not going to be respectful, you know? And most people who who deal with that kind of energy. It's like, this is just a mirror of what's going on in, in your closer life. Right. So thinking about like, what are my boundaries with my, like in my personal life with my friends, you know, with my family, that's really what we want to look at. Um, and then thinking about like, what am I actually contemplating whether or not I should share this? Why am I doing it? What are, what are my real fears around it? Do I, do I need to, do I think I just should, where are we shooting all over ourselves? Uh, because you don't, you actually don't have to do anything. You actually don't have to do anything. And what's interesting to me is there are actually a lot of like personal brands out there where you, you actually don't know that much about that person's life. You might know, I mean, I think about like a lot of fashion influencers, for example, like personal brands. And it's like, if you went to their Instagram, I mean, you don't know what's going on in their life really, really like surface level stuff. Maybe, oh yeah, they ate, you know, paleo cheese puffs yesterday, but you don't really know what's going on, <laughs> you know? So there's no right or wrong way to do it. And I have a lot of my entrepreneurial friends who, a lot of my entrepreneurial friends, I would say in San Diego, they're very like, you don't know what's going on with, with their business. They, they prefer to stay behind the scenes, you know? So it, it really just depends what, what you want to build. Um, and I think the key is going into the underlying fears, the underlying stories that we have, where we already anticipating judgment. Am I putting this out there? Because 
it's just a a misdirected way of trying to be seen by someone because I'm not feeling seen elsewhere in my life because I feel like I can't share this with X, Y, Z. So I'm trying to share it elsewhere and, and get that hit of like, I'm seen here, right. Peeling apart a lot of these these stories, these limiting beliefs, the, the question why can be really illuminating because like that's where it really comes from. At the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter how much of your life you share and how much you don't, you know? And if I think about like, you know, to, to build a business, I mean, biz school, it's like nowhere in there is, is it like share all of your life, you know? Um, people care about, when it comes to business, people care about them right? What, what results are you getting them? What's the transformation for them? It's, they're not there for you. No offense to anybody, but like, they're not there for you. Uh, right. People care about how is this going to help me? I mean, nothing wrong with it. Right. When I go, when I go to random Instagram pages, I'm like, how is this going to help me? And if it's not helping me in any way, then why I don't need to follow it. It doesn't mean that they're bad or good. Right. It's just like, that, that's how we work. We have so much information. I'm only going to allow in my environment what's helping me. Um, and so you, you really don't have to share much about your life if you don't, if you don't want to, you know, but I think for me underneath it all, it's just been confidence. It's just been building my confidence and building my, my sense of self. And I'm so much more confident now than I was when I first started my podcast, when I first started my business. Um, and I had to go through phases where yeah, I put myself out there. I was like, Oh, maybe that was a little too much or, uh, had to deal with, you know, people like the backlash for me, any backlash I've ever gotten. It, it only hurt me when it was from people I knew personally, like random person on there. I don't, I don't care. You know, I don't, I'm like, are you even real? It's <laughs> <is> a hologram. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know if you're real. I don't care. Uh, but it was more like personal relationships. And that was something larger. I was being shown right? Like I would have, I, I mean, I've, I've lost relationships over things I've said on my podcast, like close friendships that I never thought I would, where people were very offended and I was shocked. And that was the, the stuff that hurt me in the moment. But it was like, it was for me because I was like, it doesn't matter the vehicle through which it's going to happen. The universe is going to end that relationship if it's not supportive for me. And I'm, and I'm actually glad, you know? So that was more of what, I went through and it's all about building confidence. And it's funny. It's actually funny because how many people here, like <laughs> rhetorical, but I found this with podcasting and with Instagram and stuff and blogging when I first started. And it's like, you're putting out this piece of content where literally anybody can find it. Right. And in the back of your head, your fear or your desire is that there's like one person you're like, what if they see this? Like one freaking person. Like that, that person who bullied you in high school, you're like, what if they, it's like, we're not worried about the billion other people that could lay on, lay eyes on this, but we're giving so much power to that one asshole when we were 17, who's still stalking us. And we think he's going to make fun of us. It's like, I don't really care if Joe Schmo makes fun of me from when I was 17. Right. Like, but that's something that's so interesting. Like whenever clients bring this up and they're like, I'm so nervous, uh, to share. And it's like, well, who, who are you? Like, who are you expecting is going to come after you? A lot of times it is, uh, their old friends who people are going to think are going to judge them or their parents. I'm secretly, I'm scared. My mom's going to see this and think I'm crazy. Cause I, I talk about crystals, right? There's like one person that's in the back of our head that we're afraid of judgment from. And so let's just go right there. Let's just face them head on. Right. And be like, am I going to give my power away to this one person and let this one person stop me from serving, stop me from aligning with my mission and showing up. 
right? Because I think about all of these people I used to be afraid of, um, their judgment. When I first started my podcast and my blog, I had so many people make fun of me. I had so many people make fun of me. Um, and I just thought like, I'm just going to keep doing this. And I, it just took one message of like, holy shit, that post really resonated with me and it helped me so deeply. I can't tell you. And I was like, that's worth it then. I don't care if these 20 people are making fun of me um, and sending photos around and saying shitty things and whatever. If that one person felt so seen, heard, loved, supported and helped, it's worth it. It's worth it, right? Because why am I going through anything I'm going through? Why am I struggling with anything I'm struggling with? It's not just for me. Like, it's not about me. It's about, I'm going through this so that when I come out on the other side, I can share that with people who are in my position, right? I can, I can be that person that I needed at that time. And I didn't have. So at that point, of course it's, it's worth it. And, and we also have to think about like when people judge us or make fun of us, like, where is that coming from? That's just a lack of self-confidence within themselves. Nobody who's actually confident or successful is going to make fun of somebody else. Like you're just not right. And a lot of that is that like inner child in them, that's, you know, self-conscious. It's easier to make fun of something that you don't understand than to get curious, to ask questions and to be open. That requires a lot of bravery. And a lot of people are still, you know, it's, it's honestly a maturity gap, right? Uh, when I, when I saw somebody doing something that I was jealous of, or I didn't think I had the courage to do when I was, you know, 15, I probably would have made fun of them. I probably would have made a rude remark because I didn't, I wasn't confident. You know, me at 25, seeing somebody who's doing something that I wish I had the courage to do. I'm like, holy shit, they're an expander. Like that's possible for me. Like I, I deeply respect that. Right. And, and that's like the maturity gap. And so it's to me, if somebody's going to show up with judgment or teasing, I'm in that moment able to see where they're at in terms of vibration and just say, okay, thank you for this information. I do not need you in my ecosystem. Right. And that was something that was so freeing for me with the more I shared with, and it was easier earlier on with Instagram, like Instagram was like new when I was first doing it, you know, so it was like easier to find people and actually connect. Like you could actually connect with people, but the friends I made when I started blogging and podcasting and, uh, doing all that and like just sharing my life, I just thought, holy shit, I've never had people in my life like this before. Like genuinely supportive, genuinely supportive, not tearing me down, not making fun of me, not making rude remarks. And I realized what was possible. And before that, I thought it was just normal to kind of always be insecure about what people around me were going to think, um, or to kind of be teased, you know, Oh, we're just teasing you. No, it's not nice. (laughs) Right. Um, and so I realized, wow, this is what it feels like to have genuinely supportive people around me because I was connecting people who were also doing it too. And they knew the courage it took to put myself out there. Right. Like when you put out your first podcast episode, you put out your, when you do your Instagram page, it's like, I know how that feels, right? Like I know how that feels. And somebody who's never like put themselves out there like that in any capacity, they can judge that or make fun of it. It's like, step in the ring, like do it yourself, right? Like these are, these are, they might seem like little moments, somebody outside of us, but they're big moments personally, right? Like there are, I think about how many freaking posts have I, have what thousands of blog posts, thousands of Instagram posts. And And like every post I post, it's just like another post, right? It's like, whatever, just another post. But there have been, there have been multiple posts I've put out 
right? Things I've written that felt so big for me. And they might not feel big for everybody around it, but it was a personal, like that was a personal shift. That was a personal, like me showing up to this. And it really didn't matter if anybody else recognized how big that was for me. Doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not about them. It was about like, oh, for me, that was me saying, Hey, this is who I am. That was me facing a fear. That was me sharing my heart in a deeper way. And I know how that feels. Right. So I think, you know, it goes back to, you can't control how other people feel how they're going to respond, how they're going to react. We can only control ourselves and we can take it all as information. I've certainly learned a lot about the relationships in my life based on how people have responded. Um, and I've also had to, you know, something that in the last year I was getting this message a lot and I kind of had, I had to really be coached through it by my spirit guides. And they were like, you have to be forgiving. Like you have to be forgiving. And I used to pride myself on holding a grudge. I used to pride myself on, um, like you mess with me or out, you know, you don't get back in, you know? And it was not from a place of love, right. That was just, a, it was hurt. It's a hurt, hurt, rejection, abandonment, whatever. And they kept saying, people are going to come back and you need to open your arms and just forgive and let it go. And I had to really check my ego there. Right. Cause on the surface, I'm like, yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, and then I had some people start to come back in and I could, be, I'm like, that was really messed up what you did. Right. Um, and so I've definitely had to learn that lesson too, but I, I learned the hard way, like holding a grudge only makes me sick, you know? And I think about myself and I'm not perfect and I've made mistakes and how, how do I want someone to receive me when I, when I'm like, Hey, sorry, I've, I've learned, right. Like I want that. I want that grace and that forgiveness. Um, so I need to extend that to other people while also honoring like my boundaries. And if somebody hasn't actually changed and they're trying to just like get back in and take advantage of me again, then no, I'm not available for this, but I do know that people can change. Is it common? not everybody does, right? Because it requires consistency. It requires dedication. It requires really looking at your shadow and your ego. And not everybody rises to that occasion, but I look at myself and I hope that people like in my life, like see me as a person based on who I am now versus who I was before, you know, when maybe, you know, I, I was, I was different and I've seen myself change immensely. And so going through that myself, I know people can. Um, and so it's really like, I just got to stay in my own lane. And I talk about this a lot, but for me with my business and my podcast, all the crazy shit I do, that makes no sense to anybody. I I'm like, I'm in service. Like I check in, like what, what is in service today? And where my ego, my fear pops up, I have to say like, this is the mission. Like, this is the mission. <laughs> this is what it is. <laughs> so we're doing it. Um, and for me being really anchored in my values and being really anchored in being mission aligned and following that just keeps me clear. It keeps me really clear. And at that point, I don't need to be wishy-washy. It's like, this is either in alignment with the mission. This is either in service or it's not clear cut. So I'm sure a lot of people listening to this are contemplating some things that <laughs> maybe they're, they're thinking about sharing more, putting themselves out there. So I hope that that was helpful, um, from, for some of you, but yeah.
their bold moments. I was, I was deep. I don't know where the hell I was. Um, I've been doing a lot of reflection deep in old me. And I found this thing that I posted like a long time ago. And it was just like a Instagram post. It was like, there's nothing more beautiful than vulnerability. And I was thinking about how, for me personally, that's one of the things that I admire, I respect like the most and what I look for in people in my ecosystem of like, can you be vulnerable? Can you be honest? Can you be brutally honest with yourself? Like, I don't care if I don't need people, like, I don't care if people mess up, he'll mess up all the time. Right. Um, but I, what I think is the most beautiful about somebody is like when they open their heart, you know, and when they are vulnerable. And that's one of the things that I love about this show. It's like this consistent vulnerability hangover. (laughs) So, and I think that's why a lot of people like to listen too. Anyone else? Whitney. Yeah. I'm kind of curious, like, what is your vision of the future when it comes to podcasting? Obviously you have this beautiful history of cracking hearts open and, (laughs) and, um, helping people sort of see themselves differently, um, and helping us see people differently, but what, yeah. What does it look like for you moving forward? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I hesitate to answer because the way my life is, it's like, if I try and plan anything out too far, I just, it's just not going to work. So what I've been feeling really drawn to in the next year, it's like, I'm really more interested in like conversations with cool people versus like information. Right. And so for me, I told a lot of my friends, I'm like, I want to have you guys more like on the show. So it can be like in-person, like girl talk, like how are we actually all this like woo shit we talk about? Like, how is this applicable? Because I think it's really fun to listen to like, like the, the weird woo shit that's happening in our lives, like what's really going on and kind of hear from that lens. So I want to bring it kind of back to more of that vibe and, um, less around, like if I find a cool person with valuable information, I definitely want to bring them on. But to me, it's more about like, the conversation and bringing just like, who's a cool human, you know? And there are so many people who I want to bring on. I think a lot of people like feel like, Oh, I'm not a good fit for your show because they're not super spiritual. I'm like, that's why I want you on because I just want to have like cool, like cool people, you know? Um, someone who I think does this so well is like, um, like the skinny confidential podcast, like Lauren and Michael, it's like, they bring on whoever, right? Like whoever, and just have cool conversations. Um, and so I kind of want to bring it back to feel like conversations with friends, you know, and with solos and stuff, I'm really like shifting myself to, um, like not having a schedule or anything. And just like, when I I'll feel like this burst of like, I just want to rant about this. And then just going on and ranting about it. I literally did this yesterday and just like, and it makes no sense. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I'm like, I like this so much better than when it feels put together, you know? So just kind of like <laughs> constructive rants, like just kind of like what I'm thinking about, like a word vomit. I honestly love listening to them. So I'm like, I'm just going to do that, that. And then also I'm really, what I really want to bring on, onto the podcast more, but then also all of my platforms, um, is like pulling in the questions from you guys about literally whatever, and then just channeling around it. Cause that's how I learn. And I mentioned this on the previous, um, 
or I, I recorded a show yesterday that was just like a total rant. I don't know where I went with it, to be honest. But I I was explaining this there and I'll explain it again here. But I've honestly, you guys, human design has just made sense of my whole life. And being a quad right, I realized like it's like I have nothing to say unless somebody asks me a question. And if somebody asks me a good question, I have so much information. Uh, and I don't even know how I know it or where it's coming from, but I have to have that question from someone outside of me to pull it out. It's like they, they describe it in the, in that one article that I'm obsessed with. It's like Alexa Allen, I think I don't, it's such a good article, but she was like, the quad, right. is like a well of infinite knowledge. And you have to ask the right question to get the right, to, to get the wealth of knowledge. But the quality of the quad rights life is based on the quality of the questions they're being asked. Right. And I realized this about myself where it's like, if I'm not getting an influx of just like questions, topics from people outside of me, I feel just dry. Like I just feel dry. And this is also for me with, with channeling and why I love working with clients and stuff. It's because how do I describe this? It's almost like there are a lot of questions I have that they don't get answered unless somebody else asks me. So it's like, like, man, if somebody asked me, if they asked me a question in a session, because I'm kind of like more removed from it, I guess the information comes through more easily and I can get different angles of the answer versus if I'm just asking the guides myself, if this makes any sense, because when I'm channeling, I'm like, I'm like, so out, like, so if I'm trying to be in the energy of asking the question and being aware of receiving the answer, it's like too hard for me. But if somebody else asks me the question, um, I can get a lot more out. So that's why I'm like, really try. I'm like, everybody just asks, send in all the random ass questions because that's how we can all kind of learn together. And I want to get that perspective too. Um, so I want to do more shows like that, where we're just like, what's the topic? What's the question? And let's just like call in all the spirit guides and just see what everybody has to say. And that's also something that I want that I love about like channeling is like, when I have a question, I'm like calling in different, different energies have different like opinions. And that's really important. I feel, <laughs> you know, so it's like this collection of like, Oh, this person has this kind of vibe around it. And this person has this kind of vibe instead of just like giving our power away. And I was talking to somebody about this to somebody about this yesterday of like, we've gotten this space of spirituality where people think just because your guide said it, it's more important. It's like, well, what about what you think? Right. And so for me, it's being like, I, I want to really show people what it's like being a channel where it's like, just because the guides say it, I don't do it or necessarily believe it. Right. Cause they all kind of have different perspectives. So I'm checking with different energies, but then what is Christina saying? What is a higher self Christina saying? Because that's just as important. So it's like almost facilitating this, this, this conversation where it's like, let's say you send in a question. I pull in the guides. I'm like this person saying this, this person saying this, this person saying this, and then here's my experience. And I think that's actually interesting, right? Because it's, it's never really black and white. Um, and that's the exploration I like. So I want to do a lot more on the podcast like that. And I want to do that more on other, um, platforms that I really want it to feel like a lot more quad righty for me, where it's just like random, just like random, like what's going on. <laughs> what am I thinking about? Because that I, for me, it's like, that's what I like to listen to. Um, and I, I, I have found that when I follow what I like, usually other people like it too. <laughs> So that's what I, uh, what I envision. Good question. Sid. 
Hi, happy 500. So thank you. You. Um, you mentioned wanting to have more like channeled messages on your podcast. So it sparked me to ask you, are there any messages that are wanting to come through for this specific 500th episode? Mm. Good question. <laughs> Let us see um, for you guys or for me or for the podcast. For anyone who's listening to this 500th episode. Mm, anybody who's listening. <sighs> okay, let's see. Sounds familiar. So they're, they're saying it's really important to be brave right now. And a lot of people are really having this, this spark of like, I need to talk about this. I need to do this. I need to make this career shift. I need to be honest with, with my friends, my partner. I, it's like this, this thing within you of like, I need to speak out about this and it is the time to be brave. And, and they're saying like, you're going to trigger people. That's part of stepping into your light is you're going to trigger people. That's not about you. It's about them. And it's part of being a bright light is you have to be bold and you have to be confident in who you really are. And that's actually giving other people the permission to do that themselves. And when you're stepping up and saying, this is my truth and you're being brave and they are getting triggered or you feel like relationships are being cut off. That's that truly is for your highest and best and their highest and best. And a lot of these people are going to come back around because they're getting triggered because they're too afraid to look at those places within themselves where they're not speaking their truth, right? Feeling that frequency of truth is, is, is very triggering for people who aren't used to being honest with themselves. And as a lot of people are craving this, this feeling of like, I can't settle for a conversation that is surface anymore. I can't settle for a conversation that is at any other frequency than that, which feels authentic for me. Right. And is in alignment with love and truth. And we really see each other. Like we're not settling for anything less than soulmate energy right now. Right. Like, like truly, like we truly vibe. And that's part of speaking your truth, speaking your truth, expressing your truth. Like there, there is that harmonic there. That's in, in my voice, as with yours, as with everybody here, like in my voice, the way I express myself, that's all a vibration. That's like waving a flag. Hey, everybody here who also is at this frequency, come over here. And we have to do that so that people who are aligned, like who are that same color flag or whatever, however you want to describe the analogy, right? They can see it loud and then we can find each other because we can't, it's going to feel so suffocating. There's like this clear shift right now to stay in relationships or situations that are like not in alignment with us fully expressing ourselves. It's going, it's what, what you could tolerate before you will not be able to tolerate anymore. <laughs> you just won't be able to tolerate it. You're going to feel it in your body, like this deep discomfort. It's kind of like that moment when, you know, when you're thinking about breaking up with somebody like thinking about it and you know, you're like, I don't know, like going back and forth. And then there's a moment where you're like, I literally cannot be in a relationship with you. Like something shifts, <laughs> something shifts. And sometimes it's just an overnight thing. Sometimes it's not even a, a physical thing, but it's like an energy shift of like, I want to crawl out of my skin. I can't be here anymore. I'm done. Right. Or you feel that with your job. You're like putting it off. I know it's not the right thing. All of that. And then there's a moment where you're like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. And people are going to feel that so intensely right now. And so honor that, but also you can get ahead of that. Right. And so you're being really called to, to be brave and to trust. And it's like, there's just no room. It's like in the book, right. Where like, you're the balloon and you just have to cut, cut all the anchors. There's no room to have the anchors. Like you're going to, it's literally going to feel like you're just being 
pulled apart. Like they're showing like somebody on a stretching machine. It's like, pick a lane, pick a lane. Like, are you aligned with truth? Or are you aligned with adjusting yourself so other people feel more comfortable, right? Are you adjusting, are you aligned with staying comfortable, which is going to start to feel really uncomfortable because anything that's not resonant with who you really are, it's just going to feel so suffocating. So they just keep, they're emphasizing like being brave and trust yourself. And this is going to really illuminate for a lot of you. I mean, you, us, right? Like, and this is something that I learned with my intuition. It's not something that's not already there. It's not something that's not already there. It's just starting to actually act on that smaller voice that you weren't really acting on before. It was always there. Right. And where it was just quiet, right. Now we're just paying attention to it. And so through these bold moves, through trusting yourself, through acting on that quieter voice, you're going to start to realize, oh, I've been really intuitive all along. I just wasn't acting on it. And it ramps up and it gets louder when you act on it. Right. And people are always wondering, how come my, like, my psychic gifts aren't stronger? How come my intuition isn't louder? Well, it only gets louder when you keep acting on it right? It's like, I don't get the next piece of information until I act on the first piece of information. And so what you're thinking, what they're saying is like the places in your life right now that you're feeling are out of balance and you're so stuck on how do I make this happen? How do I get here? It's like, how do I get more clients? How do I call in my partner? Like you're so stuck on it. It's not, it's not on that road. It's actually over here. It's actually in this completely other place. That's, that's the, that's the energy block. And so that little voice within you, that's like, Oh, I don't want to be in this job anymore. Oh, I hate my morning routine, right? Ugh, my mom's just dragging out. She's an energy vampire. Like those places, those are the things you actually have to like look back there so that everything can fall into place moving forward. Everything can recalibrate, right? So instead of thinking about things in different buckets, it's all just one energy blob, right? And everything's affecting everything else. And so you're really going to start to notice this. So when you're tuning in and asking like, why am I not, why is this not working out over here? And, and then all you're getting intuitively is do this. And you're like, that's not related, right? You're like, how do I get more clients? And they're like ground every day. And you're like, you just, they just keep telling me to ground. They just keep telling me to ground. And it's, they're like, yes, that is, you have to ground. <laughs> that is going to help you get more clients. So what you think is disconnected, it is, it is all connected, right? Um, so they're saying like this really strong, Oh, I like this angle. Okay. So basically <laughs> Sandy, I'm the one who needs to ground. <laughs> there you go. I called out, but there, when we embody something, we can speak about it. We can embody something. We act on an energy. We're transmitting these codes that sends out a vibration to people around us. And the way we're going to get out of this shit show, right. Is going to be people bringing through these codes of bravery and bringing through these codes of courage, because how many people right now are staying in staying in jobs because they're afraid. How many people are staying in relationships because they're afraid? How many people are not speaking up about what they know is going on that is not cool because they're afraid, right? And so when we show up with bravery and all these little places in our lives, right? They don't even have to be the big places. We're tr you're transmitting that code, that frequency through. And when you're emitting that, sending that out, it's literally affecting the person next to you. They literally feel that vibration. Like, I want you to think about this. Like I show up with, I, I stand up to somebody and say, I'm not going to let you cross my boundary like that anymore. Right. In that embodiment, my field is emitting this code of bravery. And this person next to me who I may or may not know now their vibration is affected by that frequency. Right. And it goes into them. And then this inspires them. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so you embodying 
like those energies, this is actually how, like, think about if my energy blob touches your energy blob, touches your energy blob, and then everybody's energy blob gets touched with that, with that code of bravery of trust. Oh my God. I'm getting so fucking activated right now. Um, they're like screaming in my ears. Imagine how the world would shift literally overnight. Imagine how people would wake up overnight, right? It's, it's literally a domino effect is what, is what they're showing. So pay attention to those little places, right? And start there because it builds momentum so that it becomes easier for the bigger places, right? And these little places where it's like, where am I settling? You know, I, I'll give, I'll give an example. (laughs) They're saying, (laughs) I'll give an example in my own life. It's like, I was just so annoyed with my mornings, like my morning. I'm like, I'm so annoyed with like answering people or like, I feel like rushed. And I just, in this energy of like, I'm so annoyed with this. Why am I feeling? I hate feeling rushed in my morning. Like, no. And then my guides were like, what are you doing? Like create the morning you want. And I'm like, you're right. What the hell am I doing? Right. If I don't like being rushed, then like, I need to create the, the morning. So I'm not rushed. Right. So I'm like, what boundaries do I, do I need to set up? Uh, what, what, you know, what do I need to turn off with, with technology? Like, how am I going to shift my, my sleeping schedule? And I'm like, just do it, just change it. And when I changed that, I was like, wow. And I started noticing these other areas of my life, just things are flowing. And I'm like, it was literally, I'm like that little bit of resentment. It was like, I was feeling this resentment in the morning of like, I'm rushed and I just want to have a chill morning. I'm like, then create it, Christina. Right. And that, that seems like such a trivial thing. And it was impacting so many areas of my life. Cause I, I was still had that frequency in me of like this little resentment or frustration. And again, it's this can't tolerate it anymore. Can't, I literally can't tolerate anymore. These little areas of frustration, like it, it's, it's just not going to work because <laughs> it's so out of alignment with where we're at in terms of vibration. So pay attention to the little things. Is there anything else? <sighs> they're saying, <laughs> they're saying big shifts are coming. So you re- you really need to be grounded through it. And that is why a lot of relationships are falling apart because anything that's not stabilized and you may or may not know this intellectually, right? Your higher self is looking out for you, but like anything that's not going to be a stable foundation for when things shift a lot has to, has to go. Um, otherwise you're going to feel really ungrounded when it's coming. So everything is preparing you for a lot of these big shifts that, that are happening. Um, and I know I've, I've experienced that in the last six months. Like there's a lot of stuff that I've stepped into in the last few months that have been beyond. Um, and I had a big swap out of people in my life and I've realized there were things I was manifesting. I didn't realize how like destabilizing the experience was going to be going through it. And I had to have a really strong support system. And so it literally wasn't coming into my life. The changes that I wanted until I let all those relationships leave. Um, and in fact, I was more stabilized with less people (laughs) and then, and then newer relationships came in that, that feel very solid. Right. So, and this could be living situation. This could be career. Things are getting swapped out right now. If you feel like things are being ripped away or just emotions changing so quickly, that's happening because everything is recalibrating. Like they just keep showing, like, it's like this quantum level and everything's getting mixed up so that everything can be stabilized solid so that you can literally like catapult forward in a really grounded way, you know, and, and for you in this time of, part of being grounded is being so rooted in what our truths are, 
Like, what is my mission? Why am I here? What do I believe? What do I stand for? What are my values? And being so grounded in that, who am I? Right? Because when people call you crazy, they have nothing on you if you're like, I know who I am. Right? And as things get weirder and weirder and truths come to the surface, people are going to be gaslighting left and right because they can't face that truth within themselves. And that's not your responsibility. Right. But if, if we're not stabilized, if we're not grounded within ourselves, we can, you know, unintentionally start to kind of like fall into that. Like, oh my God, am I crazy? Is this wrong? Am I making the wrong move? Should I be doing that? And it's like, no, no, no. Stand firm in your truth in your knowing in your mission and what you believe in your people, knowing this is my community. This is who I can turn to. This is who I trust. I feel grounded and stabilized in this. That way, when the world feels crazy, you know, literally metaphorically, I'm still rooted within myself and nothing can shake me. And that is when you are really aligned with, with your power where everything can, can feel so wonky and people can running around like, ah, and you are just so grounded. And like, I know who I am. I know what I'm doing. Nothing's getting me off my mission and I'm supported and you can't manipulate me into believing that I'm not. So that feels complete for me. I think that feels complete for um, the episode. Hopefully. Maria sent in a really sweet message. Thank you. She said, thank you so much for everything you've done for me on my spiritual path. I've been following you for years since your Reiki health practitioner days before spirituality on Instagram, your podcast and our YouTube channel. I'm also 20% into your book, Manifestation Mastery. I'm going to assume that that's a Kindle read because she knows 20%. (laughs) And I've already shifted so much. You truly inspire me. And I go back frequently to the Ascension Accelerator. I have seen you grow and you have helped me grow too and can't be more thankful. Seriously, thank you for all that you do. Oh, thank you so much. That seriously means the world to me. I will say, I always say I'm a Tootsie Pop. (laughs) You know, like everybody who knows me knows I'm like a real softie, (laughs) like a real softie. But I have a hard, (laughs) hard shell. But stop Caitlin. I'm not going to cry. Um, but it's, it's, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to this. I feel all the time, like, is anyone listening? And it's like, I see, I'm like, I know people are like, I know that logically, but it, it often feels like that all the time. You know when I mean, I'm working from home. I'm by myself a lot. I'm talking to a computer. I'm re- recording all of these things. And it's like, I, I know that people are, are, but I'm like, there's that level of disconnection. So every time that somebody like shares with me, like, Hey, I'm going through this. This is how it's impacting me. Like, I'm not just saying it. It really, really means the world to me. And like, that is my motivation. Like that is what there've been so many times I'm like, what the, what am I doing? Like, why would I bother with all of this? Um, if no one's listening, right. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm doing it cause I want to support people. Um, so I just want you to know that every comment, every share, every like, every bit of support, every time you reach out and say how something has helped you, like genuinely, like keeps me going genuinely. And I have this, I have this folder in my phone that's called when things get hard. And it's where I've saved, like when people message me and send me messages that make me cry when they're like, oh my God, I just want to tell you, I listened to this episode and helped me this way. And it's like, I'll get those messages and I literally tear up and I save them into that folder. And when things get tough, 
I, I go back to that and I just read it and I'm like, this is my why. This is my why. And it's something that has helped me immensely through like all of the crazy stuff, you know, but I'm just really, really grateful for this community. And like, yeah, I wouldn't be doing this without, without all of you and how amazing you are. And I'm so glad we got to celebrate 500 together. You know, um, I'm just like, that's, what's cool about this is I'm a pretty independent person, but it's so nice for me of like having the community, you know, and, um, hanging out. I think about like the channel collective calls, like that's my favorite part of the month, (laughs) you know? And so if, if, if what you want doesn't exist or it's hard to find, then create it. That's, that's what I do. (laughs) It seems to work out. Ah, so thank you all so much for being here. Uh, really means the world to me. And I'll say congrats to all of us for 500 episodes, whether you joined in recently or been there since the beginning. If you, if, if, if you're in this like vortex, (laughs) this vortex, like congrats, because I know it's not, it's not easy, right? It's like, it's not easy because once you enter the vortex, like you can listen to one episode and suddenly everything in your life is rearranging. You're like, what was that? What was that magic? Right? (laughs) So (laughs) I know it's not easy being in the vortex, but it's a lot of fun and it's very rewarding very rewarding. Happy 500. Amazing. Cheers to 500 more. We'll see. We'll see if I uh, hang in there. All right. Well, we'll wrap up there for today. Thank you all so much for being here. I appreciate it so much. Happy 500. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will see you all soon. Bye.